Hey, man, it's a working homestead, working farm. We're, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like, I, I feel like the word homestead's getting thrown around a lot lately. It is. And, like, I don't, like, as an archaeologist, I was saying, I view homestead as, like, uh, you, you know, when you were homesteading and you came out and you got your 640 acres or whatever and you built a house and you did improvements and then you picked out it for free because you did that work. Sure. Right. You're going way, way back. The origin yeah. of the word. Right. The origin of the word. But to me, is like that, uh, you know, that's what it means to me. And this is also a hot debate constantly. Like, yeah. are you a homesteader? Are you, yeah. like, you're not a homesteader. So, like, there's like, am I? Aren't you? Like, like, how much do you have to do to be considered a homesteader? Like, it's nobody's a homesteader. <laughs> Like, nobody is. It's like, it's bullshit. This is the Farm Hop Life Podcast, a traveling homestead family. I'm Matt DeRosier. On the Farm Hop Life Podcast, we learn what it takes to grow your own food from everyday people. Could be a college student grows tomatoes and salad greens on their apartment patio, a former VP of marketing for Del Taco now raising cattle in Montana, or someone who hasn't had a homestead in over 10 years. This show is aimed at teaching you what it takes to make homesteading work for you, that we all make mistakes, we all have bad days, but we can reach out and help one another thrive in giving you the confidence needed to go feed yourself. Are we live? Uh, yeah, we are recording. Um, I can just cut out whatever. And it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, right? Matt, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for helping out. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So, um, do you have a name for your farm? Like, do you have an operator? Like, yeah, we're called uh, Verdure Pastures. What is that? Verdure is old French for uh, lush green grass. Oh, yeah. We just, I can't remember how we found that. Just kind of randomly. We're like, oh, like French? Nope. No, you didn't like it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's in the same family as like Verde and Verdant and like, you know, sure, green. So uh, we just, uh, we'd always thought of this as like a pasture farm because we knew that we were going to have animals. So like the idea of tying the name to, Grass was good. Um, rather than call it like cheap grass or, or neckweed farm, or with this other problem plant, German not work. Like, what where we have all turned up out there that's an experiment in cheap grass management. And then this, like, this little winter annual called German not work was just, it's just went insane to that little spot. So we just reseeded it with annual rye and a bunch of. You know, some bunch grass varieties, and then we'll see. But yeah, hopefully, we'll get back to the lush green grass phase. Slow process for process. So, where are you guys coming from? You said you moved here? We moved here. Jen and I uh, were together in Missoula. Um, we, I lived in Missoula for about 15 years. Um, I'm from Wyoming originally. Um, but yeah. 15 years in Missoula. We were both active in the Garden City Harvest. We were uh, mentors for the Northside Community Garden, where I had gardened for years, uh, just for personal stuff. And then, uh, but we we're always like kind of chronically growing like too much and like sharing it. And and then, you know, I feel like Missoula kind of hit this crux. Well, we, we looked for about a year. We knew that we wanted to get out of town, but we were quite sure where so we looked for about a year and then we found this place what year was that 
six years ago. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Not that long ago. Maybe seven. Two thousand fifteen. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think we came down here. Going on going on eight, something like that. Yeah, maybe two thousand sixteen we came down. Yeah. But yeah, fairly recently. And like we uh we'd seen some other properties, but like this one, like the barn, which like this one had like a lot of nice outbuildings. So we built that big four bay equipment shed during the pandemic. We didn't a friend of ours did and then we built the farm stand during the pandemic too that's the uh red one back there and then the uh the red one's the chicken coop and then the chicken coop and then the one with the brand new tin roof yes got it the storm stand oh wow i really like that yeah it's a sweet building yeah i like to go see that on the tour yeah yeah it's loaded with eggs we'll send you home with some eggs and then <laughs> i have so many eggs yeah. i'm giving them away yeah there's i think there's a support he doesn't know there <laughs> and then uh, our, a buddy of ours makes Really nice maple syrup. We got some. That's all really good. From Vermont, he goes back to his family place every year and does the harvest and boils the syrup. So that farm stand over there, that's kind of like the community kind of. So it's not just your stuff. That's no, it, it's it's mostly ours. There's a couple people like like we'll sell Jamie's syrup, but like uh, it's ninety ninety nine percent ours. All right. I, in fact, I think Jamie is the only person we sell their stuff. It's just because of that syrup so damn good. It's really it's really awesome. I do really like uh the good maple syrup. You buy the stuff from Costco and now that uh is aged in bourbon barrels. Well and so it's got like just like a little and it's a little different. I really like it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. What was so the the property owners before you, what were they using this place for? They uh, raised family here, uh, the uh, Rob and Ruth Klesner. And you know, I was telling you, they were uh, some of the original lifeline. Um, it was kind of, you know, in the 70s, like a bunch of hippies from the university came down here and like picked veggies and like started a co op. And so, like, that's how Lifeline Produce started and kind of the dairy also. But the Klesners were the original, some of the original members. And then they, they left that scene after a few years and, you know, just bought this place. And then they had it for 30 years, and so they raised a family, and then they did it. They had sheep. And then I think that's about it. There's We haven't changed a lot. Uh, all the fence lines are pretty much theirs. We, you know, we put in this, the where our garden space is, the flowers and all that, we put that in. With that fountain like before Clancy was born. Is that gross bin with the camera shot? I don't know. I'm probably in the way. Cool. Um, <laughs> that's what we have with all of our food scraps we give to the pigs. Hey, man, it's a working homestead, working farm. We're, we were going to talk about that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, I like I, I feel like the word homestead's getting thrown around a lot lately. And, like, I don't, like, I, uh, as an archaeologist, I was saying I view homestead as like uh, you, you know, when you were homesteading and you came out and you got your six hundred and forty acres or whatever, and you built a house and you did improvements, and then you picked out it for free because you did that work. Sure, right. You're going way, way back. The origin of the word, right? The origin of the word but to me is like that. Uh, you know. That's what it means to me. And this is also a hot debate 
constantly like are you a homesteader are you like you're not a homesteader so like there's like am i aren't you like like, how much do you have to do to be considered a homesteader like it's nobody's a homesteader (laughs) like nobody is it's like it's bullshit fair enough uh, (laughs) you know like if you came on to like if this land was empty and we were going to homestead it like we would build the house we would take the ditches we would you know and maybe it's like we use modern technology to do that but like we're we like we we bought a farm and now we're farming. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, but you know, in the old days, like, then you even had to like prove that you were doing it, like, because the government would come interview you and be like, "Hey, what's Brian doing? Is is he working?" Because like a lot of people would be like, "Hey, I'm going to homestead this piece," then they would just disappear, and then they would like sometimes they would get it, they would still get it, but you know, the, the, you had to prove it, right? You know. And so for work, sometimes I, I get to access those documents. It's kind of fun. Uh, they're all public record, but like they basically interview all your neighbors to make sure that you were like, you know, doing the work it took to get that land for free. So no, I, we're not homesteading. We're like, I'm an archeologist. Jen works at the creamery for Lifeline Dairy. Uh, she's, uh, going to school to do like mindful parenting, uh, classes for people and like so uh, I would say we're more that we would fall more into the category of like hobby farm slash farm like I've talked to other growers about this and they're like no you're, you, you're a farmer I'm like am I really you know well do you grow stuff to sell yeah you know we sell a lot of meat yeah it's like a lot of work it's full you know it's my third full time job um, archaeology, dad, farmer, musician. Ooh, what do you play? Uh, mandolin and guitar. And really, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I play uh, an old old time string band. We do a bunch of square dances, and then I play in this this funny band, the Bear Creek Boys, neighbor up the road. Bear Creek Boys. And uh, we do a bunch of originals and some Eurythmics covers and Springsteen, and it's just it's just wacky. We just played Cowboy Troy's last Friday and immediately got blacklisted. Really? For being too rowdy. Too was rowdy. That, yeah, Cowboy Troy's, really? <laughs> so come on. Anyway. That's uh, really funny. Digress. But, uh, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I like the little, the little, uh, tangents. Yeah, play a lot of them. But I, I would say, yeah, that we're, we, yeah, we're just a, a pasture farm pasture farming like we um you know about half of our acres three quarters of the acres are for the animals mostly grazing for the goats the pigs have what like three acres should probably be a lot more but we might do something different for them if we ever fix that fence line sure Um, but really uh you know all of this is just in the pursuit of like deliciousness. Like we like to cook. So, you know, when we did the North side garden, it was just so like I could be in control of my ingredients. Same thing with the goats. So it was like, we've selected a breed of goat. That's like really, really high end meat. Like they're not dairy goats. No one milks them. Like people always ask if we would do that. And I was like, I don't, I don't need another daily task. You know, right. it's like, no, other people can do that and then we'll buy their milk. But like, 
<clears throat> so we're just raising these for meat. And then the pigs, it was funny. Um, I think the first year we were here, Jen, my partner, Jen Luco, who does most of the flowers um, here, uh, she's in the greenhouse right now. Um, but she's like, oh, we should get some pigs. Okay, you know, like, and besides working in the community garden, like, I'm like, all of this is like new to us. So I was like, okay, pigs, you know, cool. We look, you know, Craigslist, and then we see these, like, these three Mangalisa pigs. I was like, ah, God, I'm fuck that is. Let me Google it. And they're like, oh, the Kobe beef and the pork. I was like, well, that sounds delicious. But like, no, it's like a really high end thing. And so, you know, we like get these three. And then the guy, the guy's like, oh, haha. The one sow might have been in with a boar when she wasn't supposed to. So, you know, like, watch out for that. And, like, sure enough, um, it's Clancy. Sure enough, you know, uh, three weeks, three months, three weeks, and three days later, uh, we got like seven piglets. And all of a sudden, we got like, whoa, like, you know, 10 pigs. Oh, shit. Okay. We didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do with the piglets being born. Like, this is all we were just like, uh, you know, lots of YouTube, lots of asking the folks down at Lifeline Dairy because they raised pigs for years. Like, they were super helpful. And then um, we just, from those original three, uh, we just have always just kept new generations. But the pigs, um, as like a high end product, um, they kind of pay for, uh, they kind of pay for everything. So what we get from the, what we get from the sabi, um, what the revenue we get from the pigs like pays for all the irrigation stuff and like all the seeds and the greenhouse like it just it it makes the farm be self sustaining in and of itself. So like I can be an archaeologist and come with the creamery that just pays for life mortgage, and then uh, and they um curious. Uh, so the, the pigs help it make the farm not be like out of pocket, you know, and like, we actually did pretty good last year selling flowers. Uh, we'll sell more pigs this year than we ever have. We, we've got kind of 17 wow. ready to go. A couple of people have dropped out. So there are pigs available. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's, so that's, yeah. Craigslist, Craigslist and YouTube. Yeah, definitely not a homesteader. Hey, buddy, what do you think of that camera there? Can you wave and say hi? You tell people your name. What is it? Will you look at the camera and tell people what your name is? Clancy? Is that what it is? Will you still... Birthday next week. Yeah, is it your birthday next week? Yes. Wow. You're going to be, what, like 16? Five. You're going to be five? Hey, will you uh, leave that chair there, okay? Will you go uh, get your soccer ball or take your bike? There goes Joe on this fancy electric uh, Mustang. So, yeah, so that's how we got into the pigs. And then, like, we found a market for them. And um, uh, uh, we work with a lot of chefs. Because they want the best pork. They want the best pork. And then back in the garden, like, we do a lot of cut flowers for various businesses and then just to sell bouquets but then we have um we'll kind of grow specific vegetables and like certain types of potatoes and like 
we try to find things that aren't grown by everyone else. Like everyone grows carrots, everyone grows lettuce, everyone grows salad mix. And like there's a bunch of growers in the valley that live good at it. So like why do we also need to do that? I mean, you know, like so we try to find things that other people aren't doing as just a small niche uh, <laughs> Oops. Um, but, uh, but it's funny. Uh, just like just finding our niche, you know, so we're not like no, he's going to try to make a basket. Hey, no thanks. No thanks, because no this camera's right here, buddy. And, uh, oh, uh, that's funny. Can you take that back to your sand pile? See if you can dribble it all the way back over there. But first, I have to make this back. <laughs> that's going to break that clay pot, okay? Here, can you take this back to Mama? No, throw it. No, I'm not going to throw it up at that. Real thanks. <laughs> will you, uh, will you take this back to my Um, so that's how the pigs came about. Were they the first animal that you had here? Yes. Well, no, we got the goats first. Uh, so we got the goats from a friend of ours up in Shoto. Where's it? Um, up north. Uh, up on the front. Right on the front. Right there. Um, uh, it's funny, we got the goats. Uh, also, no idea what we're doing. We're like, goats, uh, you know, what, a, what, are they, what do they do? And, like, so we got them and, like, uh, immediately learned the hard lesson that, like, your fences can be super tight and your gate's all closed, but, like, when the irrigation ditch is dry, like, that's a big sir or a guess. You can go under what we've done. And so they... Immediately, all escaped. Day two, they're all gone. They were like, you know, we're like new to the area, like, you know, a couple of hippies, whatever. We're like knocking on doors. We're like, hey, have you seen our goats? And then, like, Jen, like, makes like a post on the better online yard sale. I was like, oh, yeah, both like, she was gonna, you know, it's the whole valley. Two minutes later, we get a phone call. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Chat, came out. Good to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. You were, how'd you're the, uh, you're the florist. Yeah. Wait, that's what you want to call it? Yeah. Or... yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want a popsicle? Uh, sure. Yeah. I want... I mean, thank you. What? Fun. Uh, remember when all the goats got out and then like, you read that online near so post and like, yeah, like almost immediately. Oh yeah. That guy called, he was like, oh, they're in my pasture. And it was like right over here. We're like, oh shit. Okay. And then we like, you know, we didn't have a four-wheeler, we didn't have any dogs that could, you know, so we're just like, like seven goats, you know, and I'm like chasing them and then like uh, throwing my hat, so like flanking them and running to my hat, and then like somehow we got we got them all onto the road and back over here, except for like, what, like two or three that ended up, and we were just like, this being dark. We're like, fuck those goats. So like they're gone. Like like bye. And then like the next day someone called and they were they were uh All the way out on the other side of Red Crow. On the other side Red Crow. And like that was hilarious. It it took several of us. But we learned that they're very food motivated. Yeah. Coach sure. Rat was a bucket of bread and shook and shook and shook and then eventually they followed us. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
So yeah, that was good. It's like day, day two. We're gonna move day two. Yeah, yeah, get it out of the way. I guess yes. when the, when the, when the ditch is dry, there's a gap. Which we've learned that we didn't learn that lesson. We learned it the hard way. We did, but then we repeated the same error in different places. But because we hadn't figured out the land yet. Yeah, for sure. Just figuring it out. So you guys got goats, what, year one, year two, right away? Year one. Year one. Yeah. Yeah, so you haven't even figured out the land, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't know. That makes sense. Fences or gaps uh, where the creek runs or... Then we got then we got the pigs like later that season. Yeah, we just jumped in, put feet first. I think we. Yeah, we were. We went for it. just just. I think we're, we're so that's where we're at now. Yeah. So no, it's good. It's a, it's. I feel like it's a labor of love. Like I feel really good about what we're doing. Um. It, it, it can be really overwhelming at times, yeah. but um, also it's really rewarding too. So, did we have the chickens right away? Well, green salt and chickens. Or is it here? All, all of our ones in the battle site got massacred, so I think we we started with new. Hey, Clancy. That's well, all right. Now, now, are we all in the frame now? We bought an old Ford nine, uh, 1941 9N Ford tractor from this lady over on Illinois bench. Aaron, would you like? Yeah, I'm good. Also, didn't know anything about that. So it's like, well, the only way to like learn how to drive it is to drive it from Illinois bench to here. Oh my god, it was pretty fun. No, some video. There's some video. We we were able to take back roads through Teller, uh, and then um, and then we had to go from Steve I up up the highway to the Super One and hit the light on this old nine in, and then uh, dive off at Kootenai Creek, and then we were able to take back roads all the way to here. But yeah, it, was, it took like two hours. It, was a really, it doesn't go very fast. So, uh, so we used that night in, and then there's a guy at the end of the road that had all these implements in this field. Like these, these uh, there's a double bottom pile out there that we got from him. He's like, oh, this was made for a night in. And the, you know, in the 20s or the 40s were never in. Yeah, 100 bucks. Cool. So that's how we originally broke broke this ground. Because that was just like, I think that used to be there used to be a building there. It was it was like hammered, more so than the rest of the pastures. Yeah, there's like nails, resident glass, the pottery, sole of a shoe. I think we found a couple of cement footings that were probably from like a clothesline, clothesline poles there in the hut. So yeah, so we opened that up with plow and then. Or, been working with it ever since. Find anything good as an archaeologist back there? Yeah, no. She yeah, but there's but the, and then there's a bunch of stuff that comes out of uh, where the pigs are too. All kinds of crazy stuff. Weird pieces of metal. I I think the people that had this before the puzzlers maybe had like a small dairy operation because there's a cement pad 
or the chicken coop that has some troughs in it and then there's some stuff in the barn that makes it seem like that they they were milked mm. but was... I keep meaning to pull there's there's generally uh, a good batch of air photos from 1852 or 53 that you can access um, that keep meaning to find the air photo for here from the 50s see what was still over there. But, yep. So, um, you have mangalisa pigs over there, yeah. and they're known to, like, root around and, you know, basically do all the killing for you. Yeah. I mean, you just bought the pigs because, hey, pigs. Yeah. Well, because they're delicious. I mean, yeah, yeah. that too, but so, but you're using them to till over there, like intentionally? No, no, that's just their zone. I mean, ideally that would be like, you know, wayside grass all over the place, but it's really, we we probably have too many pigs right now for the carrying capacity of that land. That was a good, that was a good water fix. That was critical. Critical, critical water mission over there, folks, we did a little bit ago. But uh, do we have pause so you can... No, I, no, I was just watching it because, like, because when that leak was going, uh, it would lose pressure after like ten minutes. Oh, because and now I can like, I can uh, we can water that seed, which is circling back to like, no, we we don't have them roots up purposefully. That's just like their area. Um, it would be nice to like recover all of that and have it be like grassy, but man, they just like they take deep. They eat all the rhizomes. So it's almost like we should just do it in annual rye every year so it's not rhizomous and it just grows really fast. Because those pigs are they're definitely foragers. Like we feed them hay. If if the grass was waist high, like they'll they'll mow it down like a lawnmower before they start digging. I think that like this breed is will only really start rooting around when they need to. They're not like other pigs. But we could use them in other areas, but they're they just like they're hard to move. Like they, if you know, even trying to load them onto the trailer for the butcher, like it's got to be their idea. Like it's an all day ordeal. Mm, I, I'm gotta like we we built that system of corrals on that squeeze chute during the pandemic. Um, you know the lockdown days are like oh let's build a corral because we're just stuck there and uh. It turned out really good and it was super helpful. Like having a series of pens. Um, but, you know, food motivated. So food's always the lure. Sure. But if they don't want to go in the trailer, like, it's really hard. Uh, and old talk are like 300 pounds a piece. Yeah. And, but an old timer told me once, he was like, oh, just stick a bucket over their head and then you can just like drive them backwards. I heard that before. So, and it, 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 uh, I'm here to tell you, it works really well. <laughs> it works really well, but it's usually a last resort. And like the, the last ones we took the butcher, they're the one that was like, I'm not going. <clears throat> and even if the butcher escaped, and it, it took us about two hours to get him back. It, it took us like to the point where like the pig was exhausted, we were exhausted, and then we all just ended up like walking back to the barn. They were like, gosh, come on. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be their idea. Um, 
But so hopefully we can recover those pastures. Um, I think we're going to cut after we get rid of these 17 over this this year. Uh, we're going to have consistently less pigs. You're not going to sell us much anymore. Or... We're not going to. We're, we're going to let that land recover before we have this number again, or not. Maybe like do something different with, give them more area. We should probably have less goats too. You do have a lot of goats, rear, and there's definitely some that could go to the butcher. It's just like a, it was a hard winter, and they're they they need to get back to weight um, before we butcher them because like. Everyone made it through the winter just fine, but like they definitely weren't packing on the pounds this winter. Sure. We have to... You guys do have a lot different weather here than just, you know, me, 25 minutes. Yeah, where are you? I'm in uh, Stevens Bell, down uh, Middle Bird Fork. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we looked at the place over there. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Bigo, can you go ride those wood chips? Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I can see how the weather, like winter, could be a lot harsher here because I thought it was pretty winter on that side. You guys get all the all the snow and the rain off the mountains, or it makes it across yeah across the highway. But it's funny though; it it often splits over us. Really, Hamilton tends to get more than we do, but but it was just like it was just cold. It was just a warm winter. Like, uh, normally we wouldn't have this much, uh, be feeding hay this late, which is why I have that sprinkler candy going just to like get that pasture grass back up. Gotcha. Um, so we just, uh, wanted a way to take care of the land, uh, to keep the weeds down and keep the grass down. And we're like, oh, we should get some animals that kind of like graze, you know, we're going to lease it out to some horses or something, but then like, well, so meat, turf. In your YouTube research, who did you end up starting to follow pretty close to Riyadh? Hey, I like the way this guy does things, that, you know, this would work here. Uh, nobody, we know it. We, we didn't really, we didn't really do uh, that much. It was more just like, um, we're in crisis mode. Here it is, like, how do you, like, you know, Castrating the pig, or like pigs are being born. Like, what? Or like the, the tractor, like there's so many tractor things, and it's like there's a little, you know, fucking needed to like find this one zerk or like change the fun thing out. And this, like, you know, there's some guy out there or woman or somebody that like has like a three minute video of like, hey, here's how you change the stilter on the tractor, or you can't reach the zerk plate. Here, try this. If put the bucket down, it just weighs the head. It's like, oh, yeah. Thanks, random YouTube clip I'll never watch again. Because now I know how to do it. Right. So I don't, we don't follow it anymore per se. So yeah, so it's more just like in the moment YouTube stuff. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know if like you were like, oh, I like this so-and-so pig farmer, blah, 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 goes more. Uh, uh, that'd be more the Instagram side. Uh, we definitely... There's a farm in Michigan we follow that has many leaf pigs, uh, but they they like live near a forest, and all their pigs like live out of the forest. Yeah, animals just to help care for the lab. It's good, and then to eat them, care for the land, and then eat them. Yeah, that's a good cycle. Yeah. 
So like, because you're using the goats and the pigs to keep the weeds down and is there anything else or is there, do they serve multiple uses of the, for the land and then just, just the weeds and just weeds and uh, weeds and then yep. What about using uh, the manure for like fertilizer for the garden? Well, we, we, we just kind of spread it around on the globe tent. Like if anything, what we use for the garden would be from the chickens. Like some of those old troughs and that cement pad from the dairy. Yeah. Like we'll fill those troughs with the with the chicken waste and like let it sit there for a while. But we'll shovel out those troughs. We'll use that, and then we got a bunch of compost from from Lifeland Dairy. That's what that black pile is over there. That yeah. okay. Nice. You can use that compost in the garden. The garden and then the orchard and those wood chips. Wood chips, I think, are just going to be, uh, we're going to redo the pathways in the garden. Sure. Uh, yeah, if they're green, yeah. You said that they were green, so they got it last quite a while. Yeah. So, what's worked well so far? Like things that things that you guys have done, things that you've improved, systems that you came up with. Like what's worked well? Uh, the the uh, drip tape system that we got on board with early, uh, like like these little quick fittings, super easy. Um, this year, instead of buying like potting soil by the bag, we went up to that place up in. Uh, by Big R, we got like big, like one ton totes of potting soil. That was a big uh, change that's been super helpful. Buying pig feed in bulk was nice. It's, it's just all like, how can you do, like I was saying before, is like, how can we do the task easier or more efficiently with like, instead of touching the same thing three times, like, how do you just touch it once and, and get the same result? Or like, I don't know, how do you cut cost on like, feed like like hay is outrageous peak feed was outrageous and so we we work with Bayer Brewery we get a bunch of spent brewer's grain uh, and so I think what's worked is just like just kind of like slow and steady wins the race just kind of keeping consistent about what we've always done and like when we we haven't had like massive changes, but we just like, we'll just do kind of small tweaks midstream. You know, there's most of the flowers we plant work just fine. We haven't really had many crops that were like a total loss. And if it was, it was probably because of some weather event, but we, yeah, the drip, drip depot is the system that we use. It's great. Nice. I just put in a bunch of they're applying from them as well. Yeah. Yeah, those those fittings and those connectors are like, it's so easy. We haven't hooked ours up yet. Or have you cut water in it yet? Um, just the drip line itself. I don't have any of those fancy connectors. But um, yeah, it seems to work pretty well. And like they, they, they sell like a bunch of different like, you know, do you want it every six inches to water? Every 12 yeah. inches, do you want, yeah. you know, like a gallon a minute or a gallon an hour or half a gallon? And I'll show you when I go back there, like how we stem off of a main line with those fittings. Yeah, I'd like to see all that. It's so easy. So, um, 
Yeah, and the, and the farm stand has been great. We got robbed. We've been robbed a few times. Oh, no. The ice on our system. Like big stuff or just it's all small stuff? Uh, mostly small stuff. It, originally, it was... Um, yeah, we had honor system, so there was like... We kept, kept like $10 in there so people could make change. And they just put it in this little box. And then someone took all the money. And then we had had a bunch of pork cuts in there. <clears throat> and there was like this 25-pound whole Boston butt. It was like one of the most beautiful things we've churned out on the farm. So we stole that. What would that have been worth? A couple hundred bucks. It was, beautiful. It was a sad. beautiful piece of meat in like, what are you, like a foot bank? Like whoever? Yeah, I mean, like if, you know, like we're farm. If you're hungry and you need some eggs, sure. Just ask or, or find a way to not just steal it. But that pork roast, because I know that they like didn't brine it and they probably burnt it or put ketchup on it or some like, like it, you know, I worked my ass off for two years to raise that pig. Yeah. It was a beautiful cut and they fucking stole it. And like 10 bucks, whatever. I, I don't care about the cash, but like we work our ass off to put stuff in that farm stand. And it's when people steal from us. It sucks because it, the honor system is like really simple. You know what I mean? Based on like one tenant. Don't be an asshole. Don't steal. Like, be honorable. Right. Like, it's really easy. And it takes one person to blow it out of the water. So now, you know, I like, now we have to put cameras up. So if I have, like, $2,000 worth of pork cuts in the freezer, and, like, you know, like, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's a lot of cost. And it's, like, and it's our main revenue stream, the, the pigs. And so, like... So that would be something that hasn't worked. Is like people being honorable. It's just yeah, like you said, all it takes is one person to screw it up. Yeah, for the most part, I know who it is. But like the the people that were originally stealing, they they hit us four days in a row. And on the on the fourth day, we're sitting here, right here, at ten o'clock at night, pitch dark. We we'll see this car roll up, stop, in the road. See someone walk under the taillights and go down the farm stand. I was like, can I help you? Yelled from here. Like, lights are on. Like, we're obviously sitting here. We move it. And so they were going to go there. And uh, when I yelled it, they got in the car and, like, spent off. And I was like, because it was the pork roast and the money. And then the next day, it was, like, flowers and eggs. The next day, it was flowers and eggs. And they were coming back for whatever. And after that, it it never happened uh, again until... There's a local guy that walks around, but pretty sure is robbed us every other time. But that's sad. That's sad that you know it's so like beautiful out here. You're like you're away, you're far away from the city. Yeah, like you don't get any of that. But wait, yeah. Um, something else that's worked is like I, you know, we don't do the Saturday farmers market. Like there's just like too much to do on Saturday for us to do that and so we do we do the O'Hara Commons Wednesday evening market every every other week which like suits us just fine and we'll sell some pork and some flowers and dried reeds so we have like a coffer lime tree and like all the little niche things that we do um, 
But what's worked really well is to not do the market and instead like kind of work with uh, chefs and restaurants uh, where they, where they know that we grow small scale specialty items that are like, you know, really delicious. We use a seed company. Uh, we grow a lot of seeds from this uh, company called row, row seven, which was developed by a chef, Dan Barber. And, um, they basically hand manipulate plants for qualities of flavor rather than like interesting what they look like. Um, so we try to grow like a lot of delicious things. And so then by developing relationships with chefs and restaurants, they, they trust us to be like, we'll take whatever you've got, whatever you got, whenever. So I'll be like, Hey, here's a bunch of purple snow peas. Like we don't have enough for a CSA. We're not going to like harvest them every week, but after like a couple of weeks, we'll get a bunch of pounds. So restaurants that we work with, they can like basically run like a really awesome special. And then they're like out. And then that also is great for us because like, you know, instead of like we grow a certain type of potato that we used to grow for the Mission Bistro. And instead of like, you know, harvesting all these potatoes, taking little containers of the farmer's market and selling each one for $3 and like loading them in, loading them out. I can just be like, hey, chef, here's all of our potatoes. Boom. And like they'll they'll run it through brunch or like a couple brunches, and then like the food that we grow through a really uh, good chef gets into people's bellies more immediately than like right. relying on like the random sale of a, a carton of potatoes or carton of beans at the farmers market. Whereas like oh like that one person is going to cook them and they're maybe like oh this is really great. But like to get our food into the hands of a chef that can then get that food into the bellies of a bunch of people is like, that's, that's what's worked for us. And then, um, you know, we're talking a lot about the animals, but like, I'd say more than half of our operation is cut flowers and like we just saw those as bouquets. We're gonna we're gonna do um, all the flowers for the big uh, bitter land trusts uh, gala this summer, and wow, a couple weddings, and then herbs. Then we just do kind of like little eye candy bouquets, uh, like Jesse's wine and bitter brewery, high ground brewery, big creek coffee, and then the Corvin Gallery, the cupboard. Like weekly, weekly deliveries of like really small bouquets. So, how do you make all these connections? Like, or do you, is it literally like just cold calling or you no, know somebody uh, that house somebody or uh, buddies? I'm also uh, fairly gregarious, so like I'm not like, but it's, it's all just like friends. Okay. You know, or like, you know, we'd go to higher ground a lot and be like, oh, they what if they want any flowers? And like with another bartender, we're like, Hey, you guys want some flowers? And I'd be like, sure. And they're like, cool, done. But like, we, we rarely cold call anyone. Um, the chef relationships, we just kind of get through other chefs that we know. Sure. Or other restaurants. So it's all kind of like in network. Uh, but yeah, we just, you know, we're just embracing our community. People I'm on the, board, I'm on the board at the Grange. Rocky Mountain Grange 116. Um, 
and that's a bunch of other farmers in the valley and a bunch of other community members and we all support each other i've been thinking about joining for a while shit but i was like man how many meetings am i going to be able to make i don't know you don't have to go it's like if you want to be a member it's like 35 bucks a year that's basically it like uh and then you're just supporting the grinch and then there's there's a bunch of events there's all the music series the uh potlucks with a purpose where we'll have music that's tied to a potluck and then like or tied to a non-profit and then there's a potluck and a concert with that non-profit and then they get 70% and the grades gets 30% then everybody gets to like dance and have a potluck and like come together in like a big old dance hall have you ever been in there? Mm-hmm. it's a killer building We I, I played a square dance in there recently big old stage like big droopy curtain and like just like a massive dance floor it's really fun fun building the old Grange days but what's been the hardest part about all this so far oh um, just keeping up with it the time time the labor the money I mean, the farm is self-sustaining. There was one time we sold some pigs. I was like, oh, the, the pigs are going to pay more, like one mortgage payment, we, which is great. But like keeping up with it, when you were like, when you had asked like, oh, if there's anything we can do, I was like, well, if there's a million things we can do forever, fencing forever and ever and ever, um, you know, there's just like, there's an endless list of things that always need to be done all the time. At the at the least, every morning, we got to feed and make sure they have water, goats, chickens, pigs. Right now, daily tasks are like covering and uncovering flowers in the greenhouse, like when our water system going yeah, and it's just like, but like this is also neither of our day jobs. So like I... I'm fortunate that I own my own business, so I can like, you know, tend to archaeology business uh, with this and pretend I'm in the office while I'm really just sitting here and or working here, or maybe I'm on a chairlift or there's a bit, but like uh, just juggling like my actual job and being a parent and like what is like a full time farm job. But, yeah, and again, no, nobody is a fucking homesteader. Like, so it, it, in in that like topic, like I don't know why that, but like, like yeah, I'm glad I didn't call it homestead hop life. Yeah, I, I was like, you, you're farming or gardening or ranching. Nobody, nobody's homesteading. I mean, like maybe like we have some friends that live like really far off grid. I, I feel like that's more in the realm of that, where like if you're in a dry cabin and you're no wrong than that hard, no energy, no water. Like you got to figure that shit out. Sure, I would I would dare to call that homesteading, but like, um, but yeah, we're not. I mean, we got the internet. We, you know, I've got a killer Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> we got water, energy. You got basketball hoop. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't call us ranching either, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Just growing, growing delicious plants and animals. That must be the best part, then. That's the best part. Uh, it's eating, eating the food, and just like always having a bouquet of flowers around. Pretty nice. That does sound pretty nice. Uh, for my wife's birthday this year, um, I bought her just tons of, like a couple of bags of. Uh, wildflower seeds and we're planning on just broadcasting yeah. this evening just everywhere just a little bit here a little bit there over yeah. here over there and just like let them go wild and yeah. see see how they turn out awesome that's the most recent what was your last question what's the best part of it oh the best part yeah just like uh, eat like having our own food being having control over our ingredients and then also getting delicious food into people's refrigerators or bellies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we built that farm stand because, you know, we don't presume to have like tons of traffic, but like, I know if, if you did like a, a one mile radius around that farm stand, there's enough houses to be like, Hey, everyone in this mile radius, you don't need to go to super one to buy salad greens. You don't need to go, to Albertsons to buy eggs, like like here's some beets. Sure, I like I'm pretty good baker. Like sometimes there's a loaf of bread in there. We give away like there's free sourdough. It's like there's some pork, there's some meat, there's some lard, there's like sourdough flour. It's like all this stuff. It's like you don't have to. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, farmer, you don't have to. You don't have to buy that stuff at uh, a grocery store." And where it's got like this crazy carbon footprint, and it's just not good. Yeah, it's just not delicious. Victor is kind of in a weird spot because you're like, you go to Stevensville or do you go to Hamilton? Super one. Which we go to both. Like we, uh, I like the bird fart market. I feel like they do the best. But hey, buddy, how's it going? Good. You just got here. I saw that. You know what I mean, my son? <clears throat> What's your name? Mano, Milo, Milo, come here, buddy. Come in. Do you want to shake his hand, or do you want to give him five? And then we'll have to put him aside. You don't want to give him five? Well, then I'm going to shake his hand. How about one of these? Oh, well, you can do that. What a little boom, boom, boop. Come on, go ahead. I'm not. You're just being shy. Why are you being shy, Milo? Do you like goats and pigs? Yeah. Yeah. They're all right there, waiting to get, waiting to not be in that pasture anymore. I think it's time for the tour. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was rambly, uh, off topic. I think it's fun. But, but yeah, basically, we started as gardeners that grew too much, and so we decided to uh, double down on that and grow even more, and like just like get delicious almost to people. I like it. No. Like, off, off topic for like the whole like structure of a framework. It does there's, there's podcasts where you're like, here's how you do the thing, blah, blah, blah. And like, I do like that, but also there's little stories along the way. Like, yeah. that also, so it's not just so dry. Right. I like it. Like, uh, she is quieter. Like, like embarking on that whole uh, well fix over there when really all I had to do is go, just you. 
like just tighten, <laughs> tighten that for him. But whatever, whatever the thing called real things, close clip. Yeah, yeah. All I had to do was tighten the clip. It would have taken twenty seconds. Well, you didn't know because you, you in your head you you see a problem like man, this is not gonna. I thought I thought I saw it coming out of a split in that fitting because it was like it's kind of like linear and it was like spraying out that way. Sure. So I'm not sure how. But yeah. Anyway, it's just yeah. You never know. With it's like we constantly learn things, but like uh, six years ago, there's a lot. Like I didn't own a tractor. I didn't know how to fix a tractor. I didn't know how to do all the stuff and like uh, I didn't own any trailers no we've got a stock trailer a horse trailer a four wheeler trailer another road week or is it, that's it oh this can be but anyway yeah just like learning learning as you go getting the confidence to like do those things where I didn't do it before like oh like I'll call someone to fix this lawnmower or I'll call someone to like fix this tractor or like do all this stuff but like it's just you know it's like the water trough over there it's just like janky janky ass shit farm ingenuity zip ties and screws and like you know you go to other people's places you're like oh like why like why is this here and then I think it was like well every time I walk from the barn I see this piece of plastic I'm like I should throw that away but I've, I've like stepped over it for like a year cause like I got other shit to do and this yeah. is like yeah, so it's like this funny, constant motion of just, like, figuring it out as you go. Even if you've been doing this for 30 years, there's still going to be, like, uh, how do I do this? Right. YouTube or not, it's just, like, you just got to try it. Yeah, like, yeah, pound a nail onto it or a screw or tape or bending things or breaking them or whatever it's just it's a constant work in progress we on a lot of fronts like we're still rookies but like we learn something almost daily I would say like you know good I didn't like know how to take it takes temperature or like I don't know like you know nursing that goat back to health I was like I don't know so you like ask people and you like listen to them and you learn and then you're like oh I could do that so now how to skip a Gatorade I was like oh it was like it was just need electrolytes right and you're like Gatorade like don't go don't go to the feed store and buy like the special like goat electrolyte just all electrolytes just like just electrolytes are electrolytes there's not sure yeah just this sugary salty water hi yeah just Gatorade that's funny anyway let, let that be a lesson to you folks up there just, just Gatorade. I am Matt DeRosier of Farm Hop Life. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and visit farmhoplife.com. Inside of the city, the people are crazy. Out of their minds, they ain't got a clue. We gone away, headed west for Montana. Left family and friends, all I got now is you. We both got new jobs, a host and a homestead, thinking this was the life, all that there'd be. After our firstborn, you had to stay home. That's when the work got in the way for me. Well, I started farm 
get drunk in an RV. Send us a message and there 